0: welcome to the she's electric podcast i'm pia a passionate food consultant who is learning how to build my business while raising my young family and i'm kaya dedicated business coach and enthusiastic yogi it's our mission to help working mothers redefine the way they work and reimagine what is possible
1: We aim to be raw and real about the challenges and highlights we experience on our journeys of motherhood, business, and life, and hope that by sharing what we've learned, we can help you too. This week's episode, we are going to be talking about what is right for you in this season of life. What are you saying no to, and what is that enabling you to say yes to? What's coming up for you, Pia? Chasing the things that make me happy.
0: So for so, so long, I have been conditioned to chase these measures of success, like get your exams, get to college, get the promotion, you know, um, and it's been a real piece of work that I've had to do internally to pick that apart and start to ask myself, this goal that I've set myself, is this something that I actually want or is this something that I'm feeling pressure to achieve because of society because of expectations of the people around me um and I've started to just chase the things that make me happy and before like for an example I would have just said yes to every single client like every single client even if it felt wrong it's like it's another client it's me getting money into the business it's you know it's just you you don't turn down business like how could you do that and I've actually been choosing to the clients who I get this like warm, fuzzy feeling with. And it's I I know they're on the same page as me with creating healthy products that are good for, you know, humans and not just junk. Um and then it means that when I work with them, it just we can create so much, so much more together because we're both on the same page. We both believe in the same things. And it's me meant that I've been turning down some people that I just I just feel that we're not aligned. And I, it means that I've enjoyed my work so much more. Um. So definitely, and it's, it's chasing the happiness, whether it's at a job, but also at home, that it's you know Stephen and I. Stephen was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I was like, "I just want to do a date day. Like, I want us both to take the day off work, and let's go into the city center and let's you know go to a restaurant that we wouldn't normally go to and explore around the city, um." So that's what we're doing, you know? And that to me is way more fun than so yummy a thing, isn't it? It's just, I don't want a thing. Um, I probably am we're gonna go into this fancy um this fancy bedding store uh, the White Company, you you would know it. And we're just gonna buy fancy duvet covers and sheets because we just have like really crap ones. So that is that is a thing, but it's like it's something that we're gonna do together. We're gonna go get food. You know, if we're gonna make a day of it. So um it, it's definitely it's like it's stuff I just realize it doesn't make you happy. And it's like I I had my nephew over for a sleepover on Friday because it was Christmas time. So around Christmas time, and he was getting so many gifts. You know, the way and on Christmas Day, it's like his his granny's giving him gifts, everyone's giving gifts, and they're so wired on gifts they, they, they look at them for a second and then they're just like, you no, know, they're like, Oh, okay. Um so I said look Leo I'm going to get you a gift at Christmas instead I'm you know let's do a sleepover and I'll take you out to a toy shop and we'll go get a toy then. So it was actually really interesting because we went to the toy shop and he knew what he wanted this Black Panther mask and glove thing I don't know. And when he got it he, he looked he he played with it for 5 minutes like he actually didn't give a shit about the thing. But where we had all the fun was spending time together. And like the sleepover and having dinner together and then i was reading him a book and that's the stuff that that's memorable the the stuff is like you look at it, it makes you happy for a couple of minutes maybe a day or two and then you're just like "Nah," you know so that i've been trying to in, instead of looking at the outcome that i want it's like how can i enjoy the process more so that's important to me now
1: i love that i feel like as you were describing What you're doing for your birthday you were just describing like just such a lovely day and i think Mm -hmm. that even though you are going to get a thing like the thing you're getting is going to bring you joy like every day exactly (laughs) it's like the things that you touch and feel and it's
0: you know it's going to benefit us both and it's like i want to walk into my bedroom and feel like i'm in a fancy hotel that is not the case right now, you know, it's just <laughs> like I have this sheet that's too small for my bed and it keeps, you know, when it keeps popping off the end and every morning I have to put it <laughs> back on like it's not a hotel bed uh, or bedroom yet. But that, you know, when you walk into the White Company, I don't know, have you been in that store? It's I walked into it recently with my sisters and my mom and I was like, oh, my God, this is how I want my house to feel. So yeah, no, my like, mom
1: loves the White Company and yeah. it's, you know what, it was kind of reminding me of the situation when I was telling you about with the underwear it's like when we give ourselves these luxurious day-to-day items (laughs) like that's abundance isn't it
0: absolutely instead of trying to buy lots of things you know on on sale it's like I and this is something I'm trying to do it's part of my whole declutter process in my house is I want to buy much less when I buy something I'm buying something that's good yeah that you love that I love exactly and I touch it and I feel it, and I'm like yeah this is something that I want
1: actually having a day in town with Stephen mm-hmm. like midweek, without your child like oh. that's another abundant thing like that's so fun and you think yeah. it's different to you know when we're living with our partner and we share meals together and stuff it's so different to going out somewhere that's a bit you know special and just yeah. having time yeah
0: yeah that's it I, I think it's actually it's having time together and the last two years so the first year I just had Enzo um so I was just well you know you like I my birth is on the 13th Enzo was born on the 2nd of May so like you know I I was just he was just born and I, I was wasn't myself and then the next year ends. Enzo was really sick and he was in, we spent overnight in hospital. So I I actually haven't celebrated my birthday properly in years and now I'm pregnant now. So it's not like we'll be going and like, it will be really fun to go to a pub, have a few drinks and just like have a really, really fun time together. But I also love
1: sober fun and I won't have a hangover. So, you know, even better. Absolutely. And it's funny because I think sometimes in these situations, we absorb like what other people are telling us that we should do. and. Yeah. I loved it when you were talking about your the Christmas present that you gave to your nephew because as you were telling that story it was reminding me that when I was about 10 or something I went to stay overnight with my auntie and Mm. we made pizza from scratch and like I remember this so vividly it was literally like one of the best days ever because I'd never made pizza from scratch and You know, it was so gooey and the cheese was really delicious. And the whole thing was obviously way better than you would get in like a shop. But it was just this kind of fun thing of having a sleepover, like being away from home. But like, you know, doing this activity together where it was really fun and there was a lot of connection. And it's interesting, as you said, the thing about, you know, the least, the least, not the least good, but like the least memorable part of the day was the toy. And yeah. it's kind of like, you know, next year you can take that bit out of it and you can just focus on like amping up this amazing, not amazing, totally but, you know, amping up the the experience of the sleepover and like yeah. guys doing something together.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's funny that you have that memory too, because I remember one of my aunties taking me out and she took me to buy me a little piece of jewellery. And I was like eight or something. And then she took me to McDonald's and we just had a day, just the two of us. And I will never forget that day. And it made me, that's what was the driving force for me making this decision. I was like, we so often just shower our kids with stuff. And what kids actually want is time. They want your undivided attention. Yeah. And that that is something that we're, myself and Stephen are trying to integrate into how we're raising Enzo and, and the next child is to like it's his birthday coming up now we're having a party to it's bring the adults together it's not and and I've texted them all I've said don't get Enzo a present he's two he doesn't have a clue what's going on but this is an opportunity for the parents to come together and just have a bit of crack so I'm trying to create cultivate those moments of connection in my life as opposed to being so concerned with you know I need to earn money so that I can buy all this stuff and have this thing and do you know what I mean so how would you describe like the season of life that you're in um I heard a woman talking about something that was really resonated with me which she has had four kids and she said after each one she had a rebirth of who she was because she was no longer the same person she wasn't you know that person with one kid she was a person with two kids and and a, a business that was bigger and and then she was a person with three bit um kids and a business that was completely different to what it had been before so I feel like That is going to happen. I'm going to have to reestablish my life after I have a second. because trying to juggle all all this and and business is growing, which I'm delighted by. But I I can't run my business in the same way now as I will, you know, when I have two kids and I'm trying to juggle all of that and being, you know, an available mother. So I am going through a stage of life where I am handing away control, which for a control freak like me is very, very difficult. (laughs) And like I, like I have worked as a development chef. I learned how to cook from the age of fifteen. Like I'm, I I love cooking, and I'm always convinced people who love to cook are actually control freaks because they want to control what's on the menu. They want to control the hosting of the event. Um, so I have been bringing freelance freelancers into my business to help. Like I just was on the phone before this call with my bookkeeper. And so she's doing all this work for me that I hate doing. And she's, you know, she's taking it all off my plate. I have a new um, woman starting. Um, she's going to start in the business and I'm going to start bringing her into client work. And she's amazing at new product development, just like me. But she does it on the retail side. I do it on, on the restaurant side. So it's like she can bring this whole new set of skills that I don't have. So I, I, I'm I'm giving away control in my business in, in with the objective of that it can run without me and that it can get bigger, and it can get better. And it doesn't, I don't need to be this integral cog. Because for years, I've been doing marketing and finance, I've been the accountant, I've, I've been everything in this business. And actually, I think I'm growing up, because I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I want to help empower people to do a job that they love doing. Like Laura loves doing bookkeeping. She's so good at it. When she talks about it, I can see she's passionate about it. So I'm like, you tell me how I can do this stuff more efficiently. Cause I've just been doing it like, you know, a child with crayons, you know, that's my bookkeeping right now. <laughs> um, and then with, with cooking, I, I cook everything, but like, that's always been my thing. I cook everything from scratch. I mean, you know, all this. Shit. And I ordering in HelloFresh for the last few weeks. And because I, When I was really sick with the pregnancy, I was just buying in like lasagnas and seafood pies and stuff like that. But there is something that doesn't sit well with me. I like to have some ownership over the cooking process. So I don't want to do that forever. It's a really great help, you know, the odd time, but I don't do it. So HelloFresh has become this really, really nice um, go between for me where it's like I still love it. I love it. And I didn't. It's just my friend gave me a free box and I was like, okay, I'll just try the free box. But then. I didn't realize how much I love getting ideas sent to me. It's like, this, this is what you're cooking tonight. You don't have to think about it. Because actually, when it comes to cooking, I like I can do it in my sleep and I'm taking the recipes and I'm kind of jazzing them up myself and I'm taking them, you know, to that. And so I'm, I'm still exercising that creativity. But they've shopped for me. They've portion controlled everything. It's delivered to my door. So it's just, that has been a, you know, it, it's allowing me to enjoy the evenings with Enzo more and with Steven, and then I can quickly throw something together and then we have a lovely dinner together. So
1: that's where I'm at in my life. It's like handing away control so that I can enjoy the journey more. I love it. And again, it's like so abundant to start, like, even though it's hard and you're describing like that, you, you know, you like to, you are natural tendency to control things. Mm. It's like, as you start to hand those things off, that's just like abundance. Completely. You're just, you're, you're, I remember when we first started talking, like, you know, four or five months ago, and you were just talking about, like, often you would bring up how you just can't wait to pay people to do stuff for us. And we we would talk about it all the time. Like, you know, just can we buy in the help, right? Yeah, so that We yeah. can have the time to do things like be with our children and be with our partner. And yeah. it's so interesting, the cooking thing for you, because it's like, it's an identity thing and you're like but actually is that is that more of my identity than like being a mother or like being a present mother with my son is it this need like I can't do everything right now I can have it all but I don't need to do it all
0: and that has been our mantra for the last few months like you can have it all you just can't do it all and and it's am I holding on to this task and making myself miserable because I've created this identity around myself that I cook everything and I cook it from scratch. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. But does that mean you have to go do the grocery shopping? Does that mean you have, <laughs> and it takes so much time to do those things. You no. Know, so it's, and it's funny because I I said to you before that I see it in work all the time when people hold on to their roles and they hold on to, you know, I have to have ownership over this project. And it's actually when you open things up and you involve other people, it's like, everyone's just much happier The the project leader is, is happier because there's not as much on them and people are starting to feel like they have an input in things so it's just i i heard um this coach uh who's talking about you know the old rules of leadership versus the new ones and that you know the old power it's all about like holding on to things and being secretive and not sharing and the new power is like you know how can we make for the best version of us fight you know empowering them and sharing the roles and even things like job sharing you know it's like there is part of you that's like oh my god am I going to be less important because I'm sharing this role and it's like actually no your life is going to be freed up because you're sharing this role so yeah it's it's it's, interesting yeah it's just it's a but it's a difficult thing it's an easy thing to understand intellectually but when you have to actually emotionally release those things it's really really hard and I have gone from a place of the last three years the first two years of my business, I didn't pay myself like I literally and then the third year I paid myself minimum wage. So Stephen and I have been in this place of total scarcity because we took on a big mortgage just after just before I quit my job. And then we had a baby. So our our earnings went way down because I stopped working. Oh, well, I was trying to set up a business and earning no money. And then we all our outgoings got really, really high, really, really quickly so we were literally just making ends meet every single month and it was I remember when we first had to pay for Enzo's crash I was like where am I going to find the money like I didn't know at the start of the month where I was going to find the money so by the end of the month I just always managed to just have enough so I've been in this 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 mentality of like there's just enough money you know to like do the bare essentials to like now it's starting to feel a little bit more like like I'm in flow and the money is flowing a bit more easily to me so um That has allowed me to enjoy the process because I wasn't enjoying the process when I had all that fear around how am I going to make, you know,
1: how are we going to pay our more? Yeah, I love that you brought up scarcity there because for somebody watching it from the outside, what I've actually noticed with you is that you've had a huge like mindset shift into like the next level of yourself. I think that I've seen you, you know, from when we first met, still being in this kind of scarcity uh, Mm. pattern. which wasn't yeah. reflective of reality. It was a pattern where you're like, and then as you're describing to me that you're getting like HelloFresh delivered to your door, it's like, it's these things feel, there's a part of it that's about, you know, control and wanting to cook the food and everything. And there's another mm. part of it that's like, but I'm not the kind of person that like, has this available to me. I'm not the kind of person that, you know, hands off this, that can that can get somebody to do these things that I don't like. You know, it's that's not available to me. And actually what I've noticed for you in the last month is that you've it's not just that you've made some incredible money because you were doing that before. It's that you've accepted that like this is happening. You've accepted that like, this is your new normal and that actually you can let go of this kind of scarcity fear and not move on from like, oh, this is just a fluke. Into this is the new normal, and with this new normal, with this you know abundance, I can treat myself to these things that are going to give me more time. Oh my god, uh,
0: it's so funny to hear it being played back to me the way that I was because you're right. I because my clients were so sporadic, I might have one good month, and then I could have three really really bad months. So. Even I, I never had this feeling that I was just building up money into the business and that I could pay myself anytime. Um, And so I'd hold on to the money because I was like, I don't know how long that's going to have to last me for until I get my next client. And now I just have a really, um, a really r- repeating client base, you know, and I've got all these projects lined up and I can see for up until October when I have my baby, I can see all the client work and I can see what I'm going to build. And it's just created this lovely feeling of security, which when you are setting up a business, all that security goes away, you know, and it's all on you. It's like you have to physically go out there and earn the money that you're that you need. So you're right. It's like I know the money's there. I know more money is coming down the line because I have the clients and that has it's just it's just allowed me to enjoy my life more. And I didn't realize how
1: much I wasn't enjoying my life because of that fear. So cool. And it's been. It's so amazing for me to watch because I think that I'm actually at a really different season of life to you. Mm. You know, I'm not pregnant with another child. I'm kind of a little bit coming out of the other side of, not that my son is not still having these crazy moments, but you know what I mean? It's like things feel a bit more stable. And also I think that you're three years into your business and I am like less than six months into mine. Yeah, And so the stage that I'm at is, you know i am at a hustle stage i think that whilst i don't believe in like hustle culture all the time i think to get your business off the ground you've got to show up and you've got to do some pretty like hardcore work at the beginning you've you got to be consistent and you've really got to commit to creating this thing because now it nothing exists and mm-hmm. so there is a lot of like creation work and a lot of energy that's going into just getting things off the ground so it's yeah. It's really cool two things. One for me to see like how how things have changed quite quickly for you because, you know, as I said, it's only been about five months since I've seen you shift from this mm. place of scarcity into this place that feels like really beautiful abundance, like super, I'd say, ease and flow. The way that I've seen things coming to you and even the way that you've had this uh, big shift in your passive income I I know that that's going to kind of skyrocket in the next few months because it's already at this amazing level with you thinking it's like really hard and really difficult and you don't deserve Mm. it. So now you've shifted into this being available to you and this being the thing that's going to give you your maternity leave. I can just see that that is going to, that's going to come to you. Um, so I think that it's, it's really nice for me to see that things change quickly and also that. The hustle, it doesn't last forever. I'm even seeing now that things are things are happening from so seeds that I've sown months mm. before. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a really empowering thing to see happening. It's exciting. So I think when you first start your business, there is this sort of fear that we have of like, but is this available to me? Like, am I actually going to be able to do this? Oh, completely. You don't believe it. And I think that I can see you now just so solid in your business and I can see that that's available to me you know it's not Mm -hmm. it's not exactly where I am right now but I can see that it's available and I think that the thing that I've reflected on in the last week or so interestingly like in response to the question what am I saying no to is that we spoke a couple of weeks ago um, just on the phone about not giving labels to things like Mm -hmm. drinking you know just You don't have to be black and white about it you can just not make it a big deal and i think actually what's come what's become really clear to me is that i want boundaries yeah and i i don't i i think that it you waste energy when you negotiate on things so an example of that would be that i'm not negotiating on whether i'm having a cold shower in the morning I'm yeah. in that cold shower every single morning. It's not a like, oh, am I going to do it today? It's like, this is a non-negotiable, just get in the shower. Yeah. So, it's you know, even though I might authority. have a moment like, of dread, I know I'm going in the shower. There's no part of me that thinks yeah. I'm not going in there. Yeah. And I think that the thing that I am, um, I'm introducing a boundary for for myself is that I don't drink anymore. Like mm. alcohol is not in my life. And that's, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that I noticed that even though I don't drink, I don't have that identity and I don't have that boundary. So actually, when I'm in situations, I'm negotiating. Yeah, completely. And, you know, maybe I'll have a little sip or maybe I won't. And I just I I don't want to negotiate on it. I actually I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I I have this memory that I do like it. You know, I have this memory of loving red wine and really enjoying it with cheese and loving a glass of champagne Mm -hmm. but actually those things are those are old things like right now I don't enjoy it right now I'm happy for other people around me to have a drink and you know what I want to like I want to have a CBD drink that's what I want Mm. to do yeah and I think it's felt really I've, I've just decided over the weekend that that's that's the new boundary for me now is that I I don't drink. I mean, firstly, listening to talk
0: professionally is so interesting to me. It's like in terms of changing consumer preferences, it's like I'm thinking like a food consultant now where it's like this is the journey that so many consumers are going through, which is why the 0% alcohol aisle has exploded. Like people aren't enjoying how alcohol is making them feel. But I totally get you on creating the boundary because I struggle with going out and having drinks with people because of how bad it makes me feel the next day and one thing I love about being pregnant is that decision is taken out of my hands it's like I'm not drinking and no one expects me to no one goes I'll pee, I'll a drink. do you know they're just it's just like you're pregnant um and when you are unclear with your boundaries around that people kind of do have an expectation or they do put you under a little bit of pressure um so I don't know if it's the same in UK society, but in Irish society, it's if you turn up and you tell people you're not drinking, it's like you tell people you're going to steal their firstborn. You know, it's like people are just shocked. Like, why why aren't you drinking? Come on, like have a bit of crack, you know? So I think it's, uh, it, it's interesting that by putting in that boundary, you've actually feel this sense of release that it's like, you don't have this expectation anymore.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I don't actually think it's external pressure. I think for me, it's this kind of like, I go back and forth. And I keep Mm. repeating this stupid pattern of like doing something that I don't. It's what I said to you. It's like, I keep thinking that I'm going to like it, but I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. Completely you know and it's done and it's yeah. like i'm not going to say that i'll never drink again but actually you know it's it's when i'm having dinner with my husband or we're going out somewhere or you know i'm going i'm going out with some really old friends on friday which i can't wait for and mm-hmm. it's this this time wasting yeah. of am i going to am i not oh, going to I for know. myself and actually yeah. it's like you know what i'm doing one i'm taking one decision now that applies forward yeah yeah and by saying no to that what i'm saying yes to is just not having to make that decision again. And it's all about creating those simple, I'm not going to say rules,
0: but it's, we need to make our lives simple because they're so complicated right now. At this stage in our lives, life is complicated. And when you have those really simple rules. Like at the end of every shower, you have a cold shower. Like you you turn, and I do the same. I just turn the tap to cold and that is, it's just like brushing my teeth. I just know I'm going to do that at the, at the end of every shower. Um, and it's, I used to wonder why my mom, like she always, we always did fish on a Tuesday. Thursday was past night and I was like, God, why do you do that? And now I understand <laughs> with four kids, of course she had to do that. She had to create these rules around her life just to make things a little bit easier. Um, and it, I yeah, I get you with the, will i won't i will i won't i will i won't i and you keep trying it and then you realize this doesn't make me feel good and you said it yourself this is what is true for you now i change in the future you know but it's like right now you've created this blanket decision and you don't need
1: to think about it now going forward so very liberating absolutely so anybody who's listening to this episode there's three questions what season of life are you in right now what are you saying no to and what does that allow you to say yes to Thank you so much for joining us. If anything we talked about today resonated,
0: and you know a woman who needs to hear this too, please send her the episode and help us keep the movement
1: going because women helping women only makes us stronger. To stay up to date on our latest episodes and the guests joining us, follow the She's Electric podcast on LinkedIn and Instagram. The music is Teenage Songbird by Forte, used with permission from the artist. We hope to see you again soon.